Hello, friends. Welcome to Wake Up and Think Clearly. Don't think twice about it. Just join us. It's uh, August 29th. That's a Saturday, 7 a.m. We need to call in. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by pound. All right. Enter your participant ID followed by pound. Otherwise, just press pound to continue. After the tone, please record your name. When you have finished recording, press pound. Hiro, testing. You are in the meeting now. Hiro, there is testing. one other participant. Join the meeting. All right. Whoa. I joined the meeting. Let's see if I can. Hi, Rob. David. Fine, are you? Are you ready to rumble? Yes, I opened it up. All you have to do is is click on join and type in my phone number. See ya. Okay. Let's see. And I'm going to call Rami. Wake up and think clearly. Don't think twice. Just do it. Luis joined. Luis. You're up. Good morning. Good morning. Wake up and think clearly. Let's try don't, it at least. Don't think twice. Just join <laughs> us. <laughs> How are you doing, Jairo? It's good. And you? Doing good. Doing good. Do you have a good week? Good. My week oh. was a lot of work. Work, 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 work. I got, I got a friend in Houston, in uh, Texas. Don, let's see if he'll join. John, I'm, I'm trying to leave a message to wake John him up. Is, John in Don. Texas is going to join us? Don, maybe. I'm trying to Don. wake him up. Don, D-O-N? To record message, press... At the end of your message, press 1. Don Lopez... Wake up, wake up. It's time to join. It's time to think. Don't think twice. Just do it. You can use your phone. You can dial by location. Let's see. You could try Chicago's number. 312-626-6799. And then it'll ask for the meeting ID. That's my phone number. 407-486-8642. No need for a password. And then uh, ignore anything else and just join. Okay, bye. I left a message. Uh, he's, it's probably too early for him if he's in Texas. It's uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. It's perfect time for uh, <laughs> thinking, thinking right. <laughs> Great time for meditation. That's Indeed. what we're doing. We're meditating out loud. Yes, yes. This, this, is, this is so important for a lot of people that are uh, so stressed out, so uh, depressed, so afraid. Uh, mm. Nowadays, especially with COVID, they can't stay. Everything sucks. Everything is scary. And there's nothing like a good conversation with a, a couple of friends and, uh, and to put things in perspective. This is this is so relaxing. Yes, I I like I like the way you and Mike did your uh, your meet. Uh, it was more like a, a podcast or, a, or meet a, my guru. Yeah, yeah. Talk. So I like. Yeah, I, I don't. It. It, I don't think it went anywhere, but uh, we, uh, we recorded maybe. it. Maybe I could, uh, with your, your, you guys' permission, I could add it to 
to the wake up and think clearly podcast. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I'll ask. David Norton is in in the house. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, David. How y'all doing? Doing great. Happy Saturday. Yeah, that's what it is. Saturday, all day long. <laughs> so what you guys talking about today? This is like a good therapy. I was just telling Jairo how relaxing and how enjoyable it is just to talk to some people, friend, the friendly chat. It's just like going out with your friends. The only thing missing is a good beer. Well, that's true if you drink beer. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll settle for a good coffee. Well, I'm having that too. I, I've gotten in the habit of drinking coffee in the morning. Is there a topic today? I don't know, but I got some. The, I got some words I'd like to know about if you want to take them. All right. The topic right. is the topic is whatever's on your mind that you feel is important <laughs> for everyone else to know. That's a great topic. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that idea, Hiro. That's very, very good. Anyway, I came across this word called P R I O R I. Does anybody off the top of their head know what that means? Priori? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's a, Latin, that's a Latin word. Yep, it certainly is. Prior is the same root as previous. Right. Bef before. Right. And, you know, basically a priori, a priori, you know, I think that that's the way they say it. A priori is before. Before. Okay. So an a priori idea is to have an idea before you've been able to see or contrast it with reality, for example. A priori knowledge, a priori uh, uh, assumption, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That's what I know about that word. Okay, this is what I found for the definition to be, is relating to or denoting reasoning or knowledge, which proceeds from theoretical deduction rather than from observation or experience. <laughs> That's a good definition. Is it? I mean, that's what I found. I mean, a, a priori would apply very much to faith, for example. It would? Faith. Faith well, in God. Is, faith in God is like, a priori is like, there must be a God which is perfect and good because I know the, I have in me the intuition of good and God, and, uh, good and, and right and stuff like that. So there must be a source of that. Hence, I deduct that there must be a God, a good God. But of okay, course, you know, the problem is then you have to deduct there's a bad evil. <laughs> well, the thing is, the reason I brought that up is the fact that I was looking at Karl Marx and following a few things that he was saying. Yes. And the thing is, I went, then I found out that, uh, that he actually got this from Kant, or Kant, whatever you want Kant, to, yeah, yeah, want to say it, okay? And that uh, Kant was, uh, this was part of his reasoning thinking. Yep. But, you know, I find it really interesting that all these guys, Nietzsche as well, had a very strong religious background. And to me, the way I see their reasoning is just an extension of, um, of the Roman Catholic faith. And one thing I found that was super interesting, too, that was uh, a coincidence, I guess, is that um, Karl Marx was born in Trier, um, Germany. Well, I don't know if you know anything about Trier or not. But the thing is, Trier is the home for uh, Constantine the Roman Empire that actually created the theology that we all believe is Christianity today. Um, you know, and to me, I just find that Marxism and communism basically is an extension of Christianity, uh, of Roman Christianity, I should say, not necessarily of, um, you know, what I find to be Christianity that comes from directly from Christ, you know. And I just find it interesting that our country is sort of moving in that direction uh, which really means that it hasn't gone away from um, the religion at all, but only embraced the religion of literalism that exists from the Roman Catholic uh, theology. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Kant, uh, as much of a philosopher as he was, was an apologist of the idea of uh, the existence of God. As a matter of fact, all these... Uh, 
all his, uh, uh, I would say, his uh, philosophy, all his thought was about explaining in his mind uh, the, the, the existence of God, the creator God. So. Yeah, but he never, I mean, he really basically moved away from that. You know, when the thing is, when you take reasoning and you take uh, literal, I call it maybe literal reasoning is when you take and, you know, put all your ducks in a row, all your sentences in a row, trying to explain something, you know, whereas, you know, the, the counter to this, uh, what do they call it, that word, I think it's actually supposed to be, for some reason, there's a space in it when you go to the definition of a pre i p r i o r i you know but the thing is another part of it was that you know there's uh rather he went to a reasoning deduction rather than observation of experience and i find those are basically two ways that we all learn you know either through observation and experience or through a written say manifesto of some sort which basically is a theoretical type of believing in something that exists but it's only it's theory you know and theory once again you know if you take the first three four letters t-h-e-o it refers to god god is to me anything that's really unknown you know in a person's life and that's what a theory is you know because theory is not something that exists but something that people have faith in that does exist and they can't trust that it exists because they don't know that it exists because they can't see its existence but they believe it does. So it functions as a reality in a person's right. life when it's not really real. <clears throat> right, right, right. And that right. there is somewhat too what I find is a, um, what do you say, sort of like a, a mental war that takes on, uh, t- plays in everybody's mind, um, you know, all the time. I never felt so free. So what? So free. As to the day that I decided that uh, I was going to stop, even even rationalizing the idea that uh, uh, you know this the universe was created somehow, uh, and I'm not even saying from who or from or from, from what. The moment that I said no, uh, there is no creator, no creator entity. And by then, I, I had been studying quite a bit uh, about the idea of uh, uh, non-duality. Uh, I felt uh, uh, felt uh, a great relief, like uh, if everything became natural. Uh, and that's that's why I just started saying that reality is 100% natural. <clears throat> and uh, and then eventually, it's funny because I did not study physics and and uh, especially uh, quantum mechanics until. Until my intuition uh, told me uh, that no, there was no entity out there, you know, no, no Wizard of Oz behind the uh, the curtain. And then when I studied physics after that, digging into this first decision, it was my decision to go. No, I'm not going to believe anything anymore. I'm just going to go by the facts, by observation, like you're saying. Then I started digging into physics, and not the classical physics, but the quantum physics, the the new physics that looks into the fabric of everything. And and sure enough, I found that science is telling us, is telling us that uh, uh, reality is both uh, phenomenal and non-phenomenal at the same time, and hence it has no beginning and no end. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter if you see something or you see nothing. You're just looking at the same reality, and that was really freeing for me. No more, no more wizard, no more wizard of us. Well, the thing is, a lot of people and that sort of preached uh, as of God. There's no beginning and there's no end. You know, it's eternal. I mean, they use the word eternal an awful lot. It, yes, that. but see, but see, they still put an entity that is. No, that's not true. I think you know. One thing, another thing I discovered, if you take the word preposition, what does a preposition mean to you? Preposition is a, a, a something that is before the position. <laughs> Pre, yeah. before, that's, position. That's exactly the way like I Like a priori. Like a priori, right. yeah. Right, so a preposition, what it does, it, it takes in, uh, 
it presupposes something with the stay with the noun, you know. Now the thing is um, that so you just have the preposition and the noun together. Right. Now the thing is, and then you have another word called the conjunction. Mm -hmm. What is a conjunction? It's a word that puts two words together. That's it, correct. Ties. That's correct. So the thing is, the word that I was looking at this past week was for. Because the thing is, you see, like the foundation of people when they're born in this country, in this religious world that we live in, they use this thing commonly, and it's not only in the church, you'll hear it, you'll hear it in, in movies, you'll hear it on people when they talk, is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Well, the thing is, when you take the word for, it can be used as a preposition or it can be used as a conjunction. Not only that, but the preposition has two different definitions for it, as well as the conjunction has two different definitions. So altogether, you got four major uh, definitions for the word for. But the thing is, when we use the word for, pretty much people use it uh, the way that they've been taught uh, to use it. So the thing is, if it's to be used in any other way than the way we've been taught, a person is unable to see the, the result. You follow me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, and to me, uh, technically inside of the church, because they use this all the time, you know, children from a very young age are sort of brainwashed into Christianity in a sense with the <sighs> definition that they use. And the one that they use is uh, conjunction, okay, that connects, um, say, Jesus died on the cross uh, for our sins. What they're connecting is... Um, cross and sins, and they're making them together. But the thing is, if you take that out of there, okay, and don't use it as a conjunction, but use it as a preposition, the thing is, you have two different words that can be used. One is um, a dia, which is used often for the word for, which means through. So the thing is, it means that Jesus Christ died through our sins, okay, with the, died on the cross through our sins. Well, the thing is, this happened because the thing is the non-belief of the people that actually crucified him. And it doesn't put an extra entity in there as people take and see God as this entity that sort of put him there. But when you use the conjunction and look at it as a conjunction, has he died for our sins? The thing is, we look at it, uh, the conjunction definition is on behalf of, which means that, you know, you have two different entities there. Uh, one is the cross and the other is the sins. And he was placed there to avoid taking responsibility for that. Uh, we substitute God as making the creation of all things that happen to us on a momentarily basis. So the thing is, it depends upon how a person actually uses the word for and understands the word for in many different situations because it's a preposition that's used um, constantly in many, many different things that lead to a, you know, to a conclusion that, um, you know, may not be true. Well, I say religion here in America is capitalist. It's all about me, 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 me. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, and I, you know, it is about capitalism, you know, um, but, you know, like yourself, you know, I, I think to myself, you know, like you, you always keep and say you know, that, you know, people should be given a thousand dollars a month or something and then go out and work for it. Well, to me, that there is sort of like refers again to the um, literal type of capitalism and the, it goes into the literal type of religion and goes back to the relationship that Jesus Christ died on the cross on my behalf because you don't have to work for anything. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to experience anything. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, uh, to me, a root for, uh, it goes back to Kant and also yeah. Marx is the roots of why, you know, that they support the ideology of communism. You yeah. know, with communism, all that does, it takes and makes a person stupid. So the thing is, you end up with a society that uh, is really not going anywhere. I mean, except for down, because the more... You look at nothing to be nothing, the more nothing you have in your mind, you know. Let me, let me read this to you as, we, you, were, as you were talking. 
uh, uh, you made me think, and I found this about Kant. He says, enlightenment is man's release from his self-incurred tutelage. Tutelage is man's inability to make use of his understanding without direction from another. Self-incurred is this tutelage when it causes lies not to causes lies not in lack of reason but in lack of resolution and courage. It's exactly what you're saying. To use it without direction from another. Sapere la uh, sapere aude. Have courage to use your own reason. That is the motto of enlightenment. This these are well, words from Immanuel Kant. Yeah, the thing is I agree with that hundred percent. And the thing is, you have that right now with what's going on with COVID-19, um, mm -hmm. you know, where a lot of people are very fearful of it. Where on the other hand, you have people that have courage and are just going out and living their own world, you know. And yeah. the thing is, with fear, with that, you know, with that fear of the disease itself, it creates other fears that manifest mm -hmm. them in many different ways that, um, you know, are not, they're not real. They're not real at all. And yeah. the thing is, there, there's no, you know, a person's, you know, to me, that is in fear is unable to take and analyze, unable to take and digest, uh, you know, reality. It's, if there's a need for a real fear there, you know, that's great. But sometimes there's not, you know. So I agree. I agree. So I always recommend going back to the to the to the facts, to observation. What do you see? What do you see? And, and what do you make of it? Uh, and, don't, and don't let anybody tell you, you know, because at the end of the day, you are the one that needs to decide what you see, what you, what you understand, what you do not understand. Well, that's exactly right. But the only thing is, depending upon where you look, is going to determine what you see and what you understand and what becomes your reality. Yeah. You know, yes. it's, it's right now we have two different, uh, you know, with the politics, we have two different organizations, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, and they both have a different vision that they put out. Um, and, you know, the thing is, depending upon which one you favor, is to going to be determined which one you actually see, you know, so there's like two different things there. You know, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but she put out a, a thing um, where she was talking, I don't know who the hell she was talking to, but she was actually telling, you know, let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, And you can share it. I think I allow you to share. Okay. I got to pull it up here. Okay. The thing is what it says, I'm, I'm just going to read this. I, I got the video of it too, where she actually yeah. says this. You it can says share you the video. Somebody with falsehoods and all the, of the rest. And then you merchandise it. Then you write it. And then you uh, see it reported in the press. So they have the validation that the press reported the smear, and then it is called a wrap-up smear. Now uh, I'm going to uh, merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And she says, this is a tactic that we use. Um, you know, so the thing is, what that means is they're totally conscious of putting forth all of these falsehoods um, you know, into the media. But the thing is, the people don't see them as falsehoods. The people see them as something that's reality that we are, we're just talking about. And that's the way they see the Democratic Party. Now, the thing is, myself, I took this very thing and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, there's the other side of what she's saying to that. So what I did is I sort of broke it up and I'm working on that now by putting the words of the opposition into the same, same thing. Because Context, yeah. Because you see, what she is talking about is this here is a tactic of merchandising of corporate America and with what they do to the people of this country when they're selling something. You know, they have first they create a need in your in your in your mind that you need something. Okay, then they take and you know put it out. And they merchandise it, and then you know they goes through the press. And depending upon the success of the merchandising determines the success of the product itself, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I found this very interesting um, that she stated that, only she stated it in a very negative way. But that the thing is that there's much things that are used out of it in a positive way too uh, for the corporate world, which is still contains the falsehoods 
and the deception or the smear, well, this doesn't, the smear no longer becomes a smear, but it becomes an asset. It becomes something that's good if you do it in reverse, you know, and that's the yeah. way that people become, um, their minds become controlled through uh, media, through the things that they actually see, because if a person is attracted to, if you're attracted to the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, it's just natural to go and whatever you see there to follow up with that with more. And the thing is, there are two different roads that a person actually goes down because of the ideologies of both. You know, just, just like communism has its own ideology that leads to a certain way. But when a person, you know, absorbs the idea <laughs> of having nothing in their mind, you know, with that, they have no resource, they have no way to take and uh, learn from the path. There is no past. The past is erased. And that there is what, to me, communism actually does. It erases a person's past, so they only have the future, so everything becomes momentarily true. But the thing is, there's no resources from the past experiences that they've had to actually learn from. But I don't think that it's possible to actually get rid of a person's past experiences. So the thing is that reality, you know, probably exists in, until they're, they die. But, um, you know, anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. It's something that, you know, I'm working on. Very but, interesting. Very interesting. Very mindful. And, uh, you know, you are confirming that uh, uh, we have to pay attention <laughs> yeah. to, to what we think, what we see, and how we put it all together. And it's a, it's a very individual exercise of uh, data processing and you have to you have to be careful uh, of the intentions of the people that you hear and the things that you see the messages that you see out there from whether it's marketing um, publicity uh, political campaign economical campaign religious campaign you know you have to well, you have to see through the intentions you know, all the way to the intentions of what you, you're hearing from whoever you're hearing it. You also have to follow the money. You have to see well, uh, uh, who's, uh, who's marketing that, mm, that influence, like uh, where, where is it coming from? Yep. And you have who's to paying also for this? See, see that uh, it's, in, it, it's influenced you to think a certain way. And you have to look at how the the clips are they're they're designed to to lead yep. you into a certain uh yeah. outcome yeah. But, but if you research each uh, video clip and you have you have to listen to the whole thing that could be an hour so each little like five second video clip could be an hour that you have to go research and then you would find out that uh, those little clips are taken out of context and it, yeah. Don't give you the complete story. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I well, was. That's, uh, see, that's true. But the thing is, what happens though, and you know, the thing is, when people are very young and you're in childhood years, okay. The thing is, your teachers and your parents, and um, you know, you have influences that exist there. That once these things are put into your mind, whatever it may be, they don't have a choice of having clips. They have a choice. They don't even have a choice of their teachers. Teachers, because whatever environment that a child falls into, they automatically become absorbed into that childhood. So the thing is, like if you have parents that are not together, that may be drug addicts or whatever, the thing is, the only protection that the little child has is their own observation of of really what's going on. But then when they go to school then they're taught certain things too. And when they go to, if they go to church or whatever organization they may be in, they're automatically taught these things. And so when they grow up, they immediately have no idea maybe of what is different unless from their own past and their own experiences, what is being said doesn't make any sense. And that's the only thing that would cause them to take and, you know, go away from what the things that they've been taught. But unfortunately, in our past, I think that subconsciously we are being taught about laws that we're a country of laws. And now I look at this and I go back to the Sambo's example, how, how Sambo's was turned into like a racist company, of which it really was not. But the thing is, that was done through legal proceedings 
where the law said that, uh, you know, Sambo's, when you see the word Sambo, because of the picture of the little black boy running through the forest, okay, it was racist, you know? So they ended up closing down that uh, particular uh, chain of restaurants because of that. Now, the thing is, our society is teaching this in a subliminal way inside of our schools. And this is called cancel culture, where they're canceling out the thing is the idea of people to think freely and to also be able to, you know, come to conclusions on their own through the court system. So the thing is, um, you know, to me, I find this very, um, you know, very disturbing. And the thing is also inside of our um, culture that's being taught online and through the internet, a lot of these um, places have picked this up. And like when what Hyrule was talking, you know, when you take and do fact checking, it all depends which channel you're watching and what is the facts that you're looking for and where are the, where's the beginning of these facts? Because what is being fact checked right now is a lot of things that are, are really not true. And what it does, it destroys and cancels out people's ideals so that there's only one ideal that is being looked at. And that's according to the fact checker. Now, the thing is, I understand that on the internet, these people that are doing the fact checking have no understanding whatsoever. They just taken and using the algorithms of the, um, of the um, internet, okay, to do their fact checking. So when somebody comes out, especially Snopes, I understand that place is a, is a zoo because these people, they, they don't even know, they don't fact check at all. Even though they do fact check, they fact check to a certain position of their own. And if it doesn't meet that criteria, then it's false. And it's just like a narrative. If somebody puts out a narrative, a narrative is a false opinion to begin with. So the thing is, if, if I put out an opinion that says something and then it becomes very popular and everybody accepts it, make it law, okay, anybody that does not accept that uh, becomes, um, you know, well, that's not true. Because the thing is, people have been conditioned to believe something that's true that's not. Just like the way you look at Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins. If he died on the cross for our sins, how are you looking at that? Is that to replace your sins? Or is that because the people that put him there actually didn't believe him uh, and, and it, the things that he said was true? So you see, there's a lot of different an analysis that need to take place and before the you know, facts, are, facts are checked. Because if you were to take and fact check the fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, it would all depend upon what fact checker you went to as to the reality of the facts. Because the narrative, you have two different narratives with two different ideals. So once again, you know, like what is really fact and what are you comparing it for? Because there's facts that exist according to law of the United States, and then there's facts that live according to narratives of people, and they never match up. <laughs> and the mm. thing is, when you go to court, when, you know, just like with Sambo's, with Sambo's being accused of racism and causing them to go down the tubes, that there was, a, you know, just a prosecutor that went into the court of law and was able to take and tell a story that the jurors believed, okay, to get a ruling. It doesn't mean that that was true because the actual reality, the people formed the name Sambo's because one guy's name was Sam and the other guy's name was Bo something, okay? And they came up with Sambo's and then they thought that, hey, you know, this little East Indian story of this little black guy was a good story to, you know, for the good theme for the restaurant, which it was. And I, you know, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with the story, but when they took and they, you know, canceled out Sambo's, they also canceled out that story as well. And the thing is, mm -hmm. any story that doesn't go along with the cancel culture or with what they're trying to do automatically becomes dead. And that's how they destroy it. And that is happening the whole, all the way throughout our society, whether you, whether you can fact check that or not. But the only thing is, it's very, very visible um, to see if you open your eyes and look, you know. Mm. I don't know if any of that makes sense or not. Makes a lot of sense. Makes you a know? lot of sense, mm -hmm. David. Makes so, a lot of sense. I don't know, myself, I've been thinking this past week, you know, I've learned to take and, and do these clips, you know, to clip different um, clips from different, you know, more or less what uh, Hiro said to take and see, you know, if it's, it has to be fact-checked. But the thing is, a lot of times with these clips, there's a story inside of the um, the entire presentation period. Now, the thing is, you know, everybody knows that now that certain stories are not even being allowed 
to be placed on YouTube and Facebook and other uh, media outlets, you know. Um, so, you know, I've been sort of thinking about taking and creating a little meetup or something to just show people how to take and do clips and, you know, take and have some kind of a contest where, you know, the participants almost like a, a golfing match or whatever with your friends, you would take and put in 10 bucks or something and say the winner would take uh, and, you know, take the prize, whatever it is, after a week or so and see what kind of clips can be created, you know, and not put any kind of limitation on it as to um, what um, a person thinks is right or not, but to more or less to take and have a person use their own creativity as to the way that they see life so that their clips can take and portray, you know, actually what they see, you know, they may be mirroring, uh, you know, the Democratic Party, they may be mirroring the Republican Party. But the thing is, I think it would, might be a good way to form a discussion and also um, creativity, you know, for people to take and be involved with. It's just a thought that I, it's gone through my mind this past week. So I don't know if I'm going to follow through this. Matter of fact, I think I mentioned it to Hiro that he should take and do a meetup on, on how to put together these clips and make these little different movies, you know. Yeah. Um, I think mm. it would be a, a great idea because of, um, you know, it, it would show people where, you know, people stand, you know, to give ideas and, pre you know, presence to, you know, people's own experiences and the things that they see in life. Oh. I'm thinking well, of well, making, well. I'm thinking what? of going through all the, the Zoom meetings uh, I got uh, and, and making clips of the best moments of all of them and putting it into one big clip. <laughs> Like, wake yeah, up think and think clearly the best of, or something like that. The best of think clearly. Yeah, the only thing is, you see, like, I think that, uh, you know, if we were to have a, um, a meetup regarding that, um, it would be good to take and discuss the length of these clips, too, and to make the best out of it, because the thing is, a lot of people's attention is not too long. So the thing is, if you have anything mm -hmm. that's over an hour and a person starts seeing that and everything is moving slow, the first thing to do is, hey, I'm not going to watch that, you mm -hmm. know, and turn it off. So, you know, true, I, yeah. I found that, you know, the best kind of clip is something like three to, you know, three to seven or 10 minutes at the very most, you know, 10 minutes is very long, but three good, minutes. Good is point. Huh? Yeah, good point. So we should end this meeting about now. And, uh, <laughs> no, so that's not what happened. Left. Well, the All best, right. thing, to, the best thing to do is you take, you take a bunch of clips out of it. You have little short topics and then you take and you discuss them. And then you put them out, and then you can take and brand each each little sub clip with a with a name that you can take and put out, rather than um, you know taking and having the whole thing as one thing in the entirety. Just like the last one, I looked at, I, I went to one of these things that uh, you know, like Hiro had recorded on the internet, and the first half hour of it was nothing. I mean, people just were just sitting there talking. Well, you know, what do you think? This, 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 which was nothing. You know, right, it wasn't, right, right. It wasn't until we start getting into the meat of the things. But then the thing is, it'd be good to be able to go back and, you know, flip out some of this stuff. And like Iro said, put it into another little video. I think these would be really, really yeah. good. If it's yeah, I could right. make a little like five minute video of videos. You know, of, 10 of seconds of this, 20 seconds of that, yeah, 30 seconds of this. Like a yeah. string of, uh, of moments of uh, enlightenment, like people chatting and say, oh, that's a good point. Well, clip that yeah. in, in it and make a string yeah. of those and make right, it right. five minutes long and then put it on everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, uh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can put it, you know, just about everywhere that you wanted to and that way you can take get your message out as to what you, what you believe and what you think. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I can say that was just an idea and I'll be honest with you, I know a little bit about this, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, really to the point to where I can tell anybody everything. But I think that if we had a little meetup, um, mm. you know, I don't know if you wanted to do something like that on, you know, like on Saturday morning or not, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more, we could do it on Saturday morning if you wanted to, or we could take and do something during the week and see what kind of response we get. And also mm -hmm. have the people that are there, you know, when you're doing this, you're constantly learning and make it a discussion about, you know, little different things that we could do to take and improve what we're doing. 
Um, because the thing is, when you start doing this, and if people haven't done it, there's all kinds of little experiences that, you know, you just don't have the answers to, that if you can have a little meetup type group where you could come back and, and talk to one another about it and learn from one another, I think would be very beneficial. Yeah. Yep. Very good idea. You think that's good? On a side note, uh, yeah. I wanted to share something that I, uh, I was looking at uh, this past week. There was a French uh, neuro, neuroscientist that uh, wrote a book that's become very famous in France. It's called uh, uh, Learn How to Learn. Uh-huh. And uh, he, uh, he was talking about, you know, the different uh, studies that they've done with MRIs and CAT scans of brains and everything, especially of the kids and how the brain develops and, and puts things together and how the kids learn how to learn. Cause that's when you, you know, your brain is completely open. It's just uh, absorbing left and right and connecting dots. And uh, he, he came up with a, a, uh, I would say like a pathway or a technique to learn how to learn, which is always uh, uh, faster and easier when you're younger, when your brain is very young and it's, it's just absorbing data. But I, I contend, and this is my personal experience, that uh, it can happen just the same when you're older. Because, uh, you know, in my experience, I, I didn't really start thinking, thinking about thinking, meta-thinking, meta until I was almost in, in my uh, 40s. And uh, the guides gave, gave the, the following uh, fundamental pieces of information on how to better learn and it, it reduces it to attention, concentration, which incidentally is very similar to uh, uh, the uh, Eastern, Eastern concept of meditation and mindfulness. So paying attention, focusing, focusing your attention to uh, something, the object of meditation, they call it, so uh, attention, so reducing the amount of distraction and just focusing your mind on something that it is interesting to you, that you enjoy. The second one is active engagement, uh, which the way I interpret is that knowledge uh, be stops being theoretical and it becomes a dynamic part of your life. So you use what you learn in your life instead of just learning something and then just leaving it there, it's like, okay, yeah, that's interesting. But it doesn't affect your life in a practical way. <clears throat> so active engagement uh, into that uh, learning that you're, you're getting. The third one is error management. He says, and I agree with him, <clears throat> then the, the learning is trial and error, always. Every, you, you just don't learn if you don't make mistakes. Uh, so you, you, you make the wrong assumptions and then you have to falsify them. And then once you falsify them, you know, a, a new knowledge becomes true and then you keep going and on and on. That's the scientific method where everything is in the end a theory because life as a whole is unexplainable. You know, it's ineffable. So I, I, I felt that was a very good one because people get stuck on the ideas and they, they, have, a, they have a hard time changing the way they think or the, the way they, they live. And the fourth one was uh, consolidation and repetition. That what he's saying there, there's a learning is not reading something and going, okay, I got it. So true learning is a, a series of uh, 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 considering something new, analyzing it, dispelling it, or confirming it, and going back and making it wider and deeper. Just like a big pyramid you know, of knowledge that becomes wider and taller as you go. So by consolidation and repetition, you are able to truly understand the concept from all the, this, uh, what I call super perspectivism. So I found that extremely uh, extremely interesting the way he put it and i i, I think it's a good uh, thing to to think about in well, our I daily lives 
I think that what you just explained is actually what actually does happen in the learning process of a person. You know, and to me, I go back to, you know, if people could just be taught at a young age, um, you know, just unite with curiosity. When a person does that, to ask questions. And the thing is, then they find out if the answers that they're searching for are true or not. Um, the thing is, when we have, um, you know, like I used to take in, when I first started as a young man working for a real estate company and selling real estate company, selling real estate, I, I was fortunate. I had a teacher that showed me that, hey, when you go on a presentation, you need to have a presentation. There's order to it. And the more information that you have in your presentation, the better of a chance that you have of making that sale, which is very, very true. And only by doing it over and over again through the repetition that you were just talking about, does it become second nature and also a part of a person's life, you know? And I think that what you were just saying there is a very basic concept of probably teachers that use that same sort of thing, only maybe using different words um, by teaching and through our corporate world and through our natural world with our parents or, and also even things that we actually learn on our own. Um, because the thing is, it is a process. And that is a process, but the thing is, people don't really become aware or knowledgeable. I don't know what knowledgeable is not right, but aware of these things until they reach a certain age. I think that in a person's life, there's a thing called change of life, where all of a sudden you start realizing that some of the things that you've been taught and some of the things that you believe are not, are not factual. You become your own fact checker. And you do that by asking questions and then you find sources that sort of disagree with some of the things that you disagree with. Right. And you end up aligning yourself with those people and with, the, with those things, okay, to make yourself better and to have a greater understanding of the life that you're living. And I think this is just natural. But the thing is, when people are very young, you know, like when they get out of high school, I mean, these kids are looking for, number one, to make money. And, you know, sex is on the minds of them so much. And and their homeowners are racing and things that they really don't take time, you know, to take and analyze the things that they've been taught up until that age. And it isn't to, until they experience life, you know, for the next 10 years or so, do most people or most kids actually come to a realization that some of the things they've been taught are not right, you know? Mm -hmm. But naturally there's some young kids too that have been brought up in a world where they're encouraged to ask questions and to explore world, the world that we live in that will see these things much earlier than others, you know? And some, some kids, I think they go through life and they never take the time to really understand, um, you know, their own life and what they're doing. I mean, you have yep. all, an array of this, of this whole thing that exists, you know, with people throughout their lives. So. Excellent. Yep. So I'm going to share with you, just in case you guys are interested, the name of this guy, he's, he has some uh, videos, in French, but he does have some videos in, in, in uh, English. And um, he, um, it was very interesting what he said. And because I am so interested in, in, uh, in learning, right. now it's just, right. uh, that's, all, uh, all, that's all my life is about now. Of course, I live like anybody else. I, right. I, oh, I, yeah. I wake up, I have my coffee. Uh, I brush my teeth, I go to work, uh, I interact with my wife, the dog, my kids, uh, the neighbors, everything. I'm just a, a regular human being. Right. And in, in, the, in, the, in the background of all the activity, in the, in the, I, I have a, a, a tremendous, and I use the word that you just said, curiosity. I am, I am extremely curious. I'm just like absorbing more than ever. Uh, Although I'm not curious about uh, events and you know the, 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 the conventional stuff, the stuff at the at the at the uh, street level, I am very interested in thought in and of itself, and very liberating to me. And and I think that this these these four things confirm what has happened to me. So I feel it's important to to verbalize it and know about it. Uh, because it's uh, it's a necessary uh, strategy for better learning. So there.
Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. You know, I don't know. Um, I forgot to take him. I'm going to put up this thing from Nancy Pelosi, and on the bottom, I'm going to put up the thing that uh, I was working on myself um, into the, I guess, the chat thing. If you guys are interested, you can copy it, I guess, and put it on your yep. on your own thing, you know. Um, whoops, let me see. I'm not familiar with all this stuff yet, so. Okay, there it is. Anyway, so that there, the top part is what Nancy Pelosi said. I have the audio and I have the clip of the video when she said this. Um, but the only thing is, like I say, I'm trying to take and break this down. And you'll see on the bottom part where I'm taking and putting different words in there for like smear. And then, um, you know, uh, changing this around a little bit into different ways to be able to see the benefits of this and how that's used in, uh, in the corporate world into the... Um, a world of falsehoods and into the world of reality too, because the thing is, um, you know, it can be looked at in many different ways. And that's what I do with a word, you know, just like I brought up uh, the word for before. And I don't know why, but it's of 30 years in my past 30 years of understanding and looking at word definitions, this has not been uh, something that I searched out until recently. And then when I, I find that all the different words that this word for actually means and depending upon how it's used as a preposition or conjunction makes all the difference in the world as to how we understand even any kind of sentence, you know, that, that exists. I mean, we may think that we do, but yet until you really examine some of this stuff, you know, yeah, I have to question myself. Did I really know what I knew? You know? Yeah. 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 Do what, what do I know? And do I know what I know? Right. Right. All right. I think Jairo uh, has disappeared momentarily. Uh-huh. Oh, no, he has not. No, I'm still here. Oh. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, a guy named Justin Shenru Williams. Who is he? Join. Hey, what happened he, to that guy you told me about the other day? I think he, uh, Justin Shenru Williams uh, might be in, I'm, I'm not sure where he lives. It might be in in Europe somewhere, but he's, uh, he, I think he's an expert in a, a Japanese uh, instrument. Mm. Really? Like, Musical uh, instruments? Like Did we have a guy something. join us one day from Japan or something? Yeah. Yeah, Yoshi, yes. Yeah, we Yoshi. seen him. Right, right. And we haven't seen Rami. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Rami. I'm sure he's yeah. out there. He's always and doing a lot trying, of meetups. Huh? And I was trying to get Don to join in Texas. Huh. Uh -huh. But he hasn't woken up because it's like, like when when it's seven here, it's six, six there. over there. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. All right, kiddos. I think I'm going to uh, get going because the sun is uh, rising. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm... And I'm going to have to do something out there before it really rises. <laughs> so, yeah. so let me ask you, Luis, how does that sound of taking and putting something together about these clips? Or, would you be interested I, in that or not? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great idea. I'm, a I'm not technologically savvy in that, in that regard. Um, okay. But I'm sure that Jairo uh, is really good at that. I've seen him do uh, video editing and audio editing. Uh -huh. And he has the tools for that. I think it's a great idea because a lot of people uh, don't have the patience. They don't have the, the attention span uh, to go through the ramblings. Sometimes we, we ramble and we, you know, we just, it, it just doesn't get. To, and then all of a sudden in the conversation, something is said, boom. And you get to a, a couple of statements or some agreement uh, of the minds where, yes, it is clear that this is what it is. And that's what the people want. They, wanna, right. they want the, uh, the frosting on the cake. They, don't they want, want the, the cake. meat. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a very good idea. So, uh, Haido, if you have the time and the inclination, I know you have the skills. Uh, mm -hmm. that'd, be, that'd be great. And then this is something that you can post out there and go, okay, this is the nitty-gritty of our Zoom meetings on Saturday. Now, if you are interested in, in listening to the whole thing, uh, then, you know, it's up to you. 
well, what we could do is take in, I don't know if you'd be interested in, I'll just take and prepare something as far as the, um, how to take and do a, a clip on the internet, how we can take and pull that down and to take and put it into our own computers to take and build from it. And then, uh, you know, we could even have a discussion on that. And the thing is like Hyro, between me and Hyro, or if other people attend, we can have other feedback in other ways too, <clears throat> to expand this, okay? And just have it more or less as a teaching video as to how yeah. this can be done. And then to take and drum there and then do some actual, actual clips, right, you know, right. <clears throat> and see what, we yeah. can be, what can be done with it. But the thing is, if we can take and learn to teach each other and help each other with it, just like we've been doing all along, you know, oh. with uh, your input and my input, Hyro's input, and Rami and whoever came along, that it becomes beneficial. The only thing is a portion of the meeting would be focused on learning how to take and, um, you know, do clips and, you know, make a clip and put it up on the internet or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, it would be more beneficial, you know, for someone to even see this meeting, especially the portions that really say something, you know, versus, um, you know, the portions with just, you know, nothing. Because yeah, nobody yeah. wants to watch nothing, you know. Yep, yep. How's that? Sound? Understood. Understood. Yep. Okay, then I'll plan that next week, and uh, I'll even put it on the meetup. And I think I'm going to have a meetup probably Friday. When would be a good day, Hiro? Hmm. Uh, Wednesday. You think Wednesday be good? What time? Uh, around seven. Okay, let's do or eight. Let's do eight a little bit later, you know, because it gives, if it would, if we do a little bit later, somebody may have something that's going on at the early hour. Excuse me. Okay. All right, kids. Okay. Okay. Carry on, Semper Fi. Okay. Right. Thank you. Okay. Have a, Thank have you, a great week. Okay. Right. Sounds great. Later, guys. Okay. Good enough. See ya. Thank you. Bye. So what do you think, Cairo? Wednesday would be good at eight. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll I'll try to get um uh this there's this program that that I that I used a few times that's pretty good that but but you have to install it on 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 a on a Windows PC desktop and. It allows you to uh, play a video on a browser from any website, so it's not just YouTube. Well, you should be able to do that anyway on your computer, I would think. Um, you know, well, maybe maybe you, the Mac has it already built in, but but the Windows system, you kind of have to look for something. Uh, and so I found something, and I installed it, and then then I turn it on, and then I and it asked me, do you want a specific uh, area or the whole screen? Like there's a lot of people that, that play video games and they, and they capture the whole screen, but, but you wanna uh, tell it, no, I wanna uh, capture a certain area and you can maybe even use a, uh, outline it, like a draw the square of that area. Uh -huh. But then if you move, if you move the browser, then then you you get uh you get it off off that area. So you have to leave the browser alone while it's recording, and you and so it records the video and also the audio, and and then it saves it to the desktop or wherever you want it to be saved, and then you could uh it, edit it later. Like like if you uh, do a bunch of them, then you can uh, tie them together into a, a super video of all those clips. Okay. Oh, the thing is, um, that there is good. Um, the thing is you can take in like on my computer, I have a Mac. Okay. And the thing is mm -hmm. they have a, a program inside of the basic program called iMovie, which <clears throat> what I do mm -hmm. is I down, I go to the clip, uh, place and I cut out and make a clip and then I download it onto my computer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I put it into iMovie, but mm -hmm. I can take and make several clips and do the same thing with them. And what I'd like to do is say like on, okay, either next, next Saturday and, okay, I'll take and put out a thing for, um, you know, this next week too, for say Wednesday night at eight o'clock to show how people can take and 
um, make a clip uh, on their, mm -hmm. okay? And the thing is, there are some websites you can actually just, you know, go to the website, like a web builder they are, where you can mm -hmm. take and join the, um, you know, they, you, you can subscribe to it and you, then you have access to all their tools where you can actually mm -hmm. take the clip and I think make a movie out of it at that website. So you don't even have to take and uh, oh. you know, download it onto your computer. But what I've been doing, because they allow you to pull a clip um, and then I download it onto my computer and then I make a video from that. And it really works out good. Um, there's yeah. several different places where you can actually do that depending upon, you know, what kind of computer and so on and so forth that you may have. But the yeah. thing is, if we just initiate this, um, you know, as a discussion or something to do, um, you know, and see where it goes, you know. Uh -huh. So, so, so just, the... I'll just make something up as to what, um, what is available, what can be done and, um, you know, yeah. try to you know, to work through it the best I can. And then if somebody's interested and they want to take and you know, get involved in the same thing, they'll be able to do that as well um, by going to that site and they're off, you know, whenever you can. So let me take and uh, work that out and uh, oh. see if we can put together a little video oh. thing on Wednesday night. Sounds like a good idea. Oh, J Justin is in the house. 